Welcome to a very special episode of True Crimes and Weird Toms. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kim. And today is the long-awaited listener tale episode where we share some stories from our listeners. And they are super creepy, guys. I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited about it. Me too. Um, I will say that most of our listener tales were verbal verbally told to us <laughs> yeah so, so we talked to them and we took notes and if we get a few little details wrong or embellished sorry i'm taking full rights to the embellishments <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado let's hit up the fire sound because we're going to be around a campfire some spooky wolves and chains <laughs> Some music. There we go. And let's get started. My first story today comes from Keith here in Georgia. <laughs> hi, Keith. Oh, how do we hi, ke- Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how specific we are with locations, but... <laughs> So this story took place in the late 80s. Uh, Already good. Yeah, Got right? <laughs> so Keith and his friends are hanging out and they're looking for something to do. They've mm-hmm. just been like, you know, out drinking and having fun. And so there's a road in our Murchie that some people have probably heard of. Well, maybe it's more in Rome, I guess. But it's called CCC Road. Yep. There you go. <laughs> And the legend of this road is that there are seven culverts on your way in mm-hmm. and only six when you come out. Mm-hmm. So. Where did the seventh one go? Right. Okay. And he said <laughs> they had gone out and, and tried to find them and tried mm-hmm. to count them. And he said there is always six on the way out. But he did come up with the explanation of, you know, it's probably just the way the weeds are growing up. Yeah. You can't see it on Welcome the way to back Georgia, out. Yeah. yeah. But also. At the end of the street is an old church, and mm-hmm. supposedly there used to be devil worshippers that would go out there mm-hmm. and perform rituals and all sorts of creepy devil worshipy stuff. They say that, well, okay, wait. When I was in middle school and high school, so take that with a grain of salt, they say they're still out there that they do that. Oh. But. So it's right around Christmas. It's kind of cold out. They've been, you know, out having fun, and they're like, well, let's go to CCC Road. We're going to go check out this church. We're going to go see if we can find some spooky stuff. (laughs) As you do. So it's nighttime. And they go ahead and they drive out to the church. They drive all the way out to the end of the road. And then at the end of the road, you actually have to get out and walk to the church. Mm -hmm. Now, it's just kind of a bust when they get there. There's nothing spooky. It's just an old church. The windows are boarded up. And they just kind of look around. It's really disappointing. (laughs) Well, their flashlight starts to die. Mm-mm. But the moon was out, so it was pretty bright. They could still see okay. So they just go ahead and turn it off. And they're like, oh, we'll go back to the cars and we'll get out of here. This was yeah. disappointing. So on the way back, when they had gotten there, they could hear, you know, crickets and frogs and the creek that was nearby running. And you could hear nature sounds. Yeah. On the way back to the cars... Everything gets quiet. Yeah. You can't hear bugs. You can't hear frogs. You can't hear the river anymore. Mm -mm. It's just silent. 
and it gets really dark. Like the moon's still out, but it's hard to see now. So he stops his friends and Keith's like, hey guys, what? Listen. And there's nothing. Then they hear something finally, and it's a drip. And it starts out with just a little drip, like. And then it starts getting louder and faster. So it starts out as this little drip and it gets into like this, like someone's pouring a glass of water out. And so they get the flashlight, they get it back on and they start scanning to see if they can find where the sound is coming from. Mm -hmm. And over by the river, the light comes on a reddish brown dog and it's hanging upside down by its feet from a tree. Mm. And its throat has been cut. Nope, 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 nope. And the dripping sound they heard. Oh, no. Was the blood dripping yeah. out of the dog into the creek. Oh, that's awful. Needless to say, that freaked them out. Mm-hmm. All the sounds kind of came back. Like they they suddenly hear everything. Like the, the crickets start up again. The, they can hear the stream again. And it's really loud. And everything just sounds so loud. And they just get yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the question was, who killed this dog right next to them? Yeah. And how did they get away without anyone seeing them? How did they get the dog up without hearing it? Yeah. Squealing and stuff. Oh, my God. So they ran off. They didn't go back. Yeah. No, but neither. Holy cow. Holy dog. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this property is actually a part of Barry College now. They own it. Oh. So you can't get out there anymore. You can't get to the road. You can't get to the church unless you get permission and you're on Barry's property. How convenient, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) But the church is still there. There's a cemetery. And Keith swears that all of them saw this dog. He pointed it out, made sure everybody saw it. Yeah. And that at least two of them were 100% sober. No alcohol, no nothing. (laughs) Keith, that is so crazy. (laughs) I know. That was a good one. I like that one. (laughs) Okay, so. I have some spooky tales, too. Yay. (laughs) Okay, actually, what it is is I've kind of got three smaller ones that I'm going to just kind of smush together. Because they're so small. Short? So, I smell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest stories. The smallest ones. So, the first one is from my mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. And it's really just kind of short, but of course, I'm asking everybody I know. And she's like, oh, yeah. When she was younger, now she is a twin. Oh, gosh, what is it? They're not, they don't look alike. The other one. Fraternal? That's it. <laughs> and she said that. Okay, so I'm going to probably triangulate us a little bit, but it's not here anymore, so maybe not. Do you remember the store, Granny's This and That? No, no, I don't. Okay. It was like this really creepy building. I'm not even sure if it's still standing. But they used to live in that house. It was a two-story. If I'm remembering right, it was the siding was wooden, It was so it was brown. It kind of looked haunted. Like an old-timey convenience yeah. store? So they used to live in that when they were kids. In the store? In, well, it wasn't a store then. It was oh. an actual house then. Oh, okay. But when I grew up looking at it, that's what I always pictured anyway. Gotcha. That creepy house. I've never been inside, so I don't know what it looks like. But she said when they were younger, they slept in one of the lower rooms 
And underneath, there was like a latch underneath their bed that I assume went to a basement or maybe under the house. I'm not sure. But she said that she used to have dreams where the bed would float up, go down this latched room. And forgive me, mom, but I don't think she really told me if there was anything in that room. But she had that dream all the time. They would float down in the bed into that latch strip. Well, come to find out, her sister also had the same exact dream. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume they ghost sent the bed down into the latch strip. Yeah, probably. (laughs) The end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and another one is my mom's friend Chuck, who, and this one's a short one too, he said that they actually lived in a house with a ghost. And they knew this because things would be moved, they would turn on and off, but nothing ever malevolent. Like, it wasn't violent. It was probably not Bathsheba. But the funny part is, they named the ghost Pete. And they kind of <laughs> just lived with him. Cut <laughs> <it> out, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a scary story? Okay, now this last one is a little bit longer, and it's always creepy. This one has messed me up as a kid. Growing up, it's messed me up now. I don't like going to sleep. I don't like waking up at three in the morning because it freaks me out. So let's inflict that upon our listeners. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when my dad was younger, he was at home. I'm I'm doing this from memory, so it's going to be a minute. (laughs) (laughs) He was at home and I believe he was, his cousin was sleeping over and they were in a bunk bed. My dad was on the bottom bunk. His cousin was on the top bunk. And he remembers laying on his stomach with his head on his pillow, looking out of his window to the outside. He said that, um, I don't remember if he said it was a full moon, but it was bright enough that he could see. And then all of a sudden, something is on his back, pushing him down into his bed, pushing his face into his bed. And of course, you know, he's kind of struggling, but he can't move. And then he hears something, gets very close to his ear and says, in just a few minutes, you're going to feel your soul leave your body. So, of course, as anyone would, I would assume he went into panic mode. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he says that, of course, he can't see anything. His face is pushed to the pillow. He said he started just, I think he was just saying Jesus over and over, you know. And he said that he noticed a, a small lot that would get bigger and bigger and bigger as he was doing this, as I'm assuming praying to. But, and then all of a sudden, as the lot got bigger, it just let go. And he thought it was his cousin playing a trick on him. So he got up to start yelling, you know, he was asleep. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't hear anything. So I don't know what touched him. <laughs> it kind of sounds like sleep paralysis it does, to me. And I've thought about that too. But I don't know, just the thought of, you being pushed because he said he felt the push into yeah. his bed. Now I've had sleep paralysis once or twice and they're just not moving, but I've never had anything push me. Right. So I don't know. I hope it's sleep paralysis because that one's rocked my little kid world <laughs> and I never wanted to sleep. <laughs> Solid parenting choice. Yeah. To tell you that story. <laughs> now I will say he, he's talked about that before, you know, as I was growing up, he's also mentioned that his mother has had, and it could be sleep paralysis, but she, he, this is another person telling the story. 
because she sadly passed away when I was too little to hear it from her. <laughs> but that she said that she could see little black figures run around her bed that would push and pinch and punch her. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I try to make it funny by thinking, just picturing little imps. <laughs> yeah. Doing that because the real thought would terrify me. Yeah. It's so. like horror movies are way less scary when you root for the bad guy. Right. <laughs> So my next story is another one from Keith. He had a couple. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, And so Keith installs security systems in people's homes. BTK. I'm sorry, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a home that he told me about that was in Rome, Mm -hmm. Georgia. And he went to this house as it was being remodeled to wire up a security system for them. Now, this house was built sometime in the 1800s. He wasn't exactly sure when, but it's a very old house. And it was being remodeled. And I mean, they just stripped it down to nothing. And was redoing the whole house to make it nicer. Now, rumor had it that there was the ghost of a little girl in this home. (laughs) I love little girl ghost stories. Oh, they're so much creepier than adult ghosts. So, the first time Keith goes to the house... To start wiring up, he pulls up and he's looking up at the top floor of mm-hmm. the house. And there's a window up there. It's into the attic. And he pulls up and gets out and looks up there and he sees a little girl standing in the window. Ooh. He said he can remember, like he can still see her in his head. She was wearing a blue dress, like an old timey dress. It had one of those big lace collars on it. Oh, yeah. She had long hair. And he stood there and looked at her for a few minutes. I mean, it wasn't just a glance. Wait, did I see that? Like, he he stood there and looked at her. And finally, he goes inside and he goes straight to the attic. He doesn't waste any time putting stuff down. Like, he runs straight up there to be like, I got to go see what that was. (laughs) So he gets up to the attic and there's nothing there. Not only is there no kid up there, there is nothing up there that could even be mistaken for a kid. Ooh. Like there's nothing blue, there's nothing white, there's no like mirrors or any yeah. pictures, nothing that could be reflected. Yeah, okay, yeah. Not and it's dark. There's just there's nothing up there that could have been mistaken Ooh. for a little girl. Yeah. So the contractors were saying that you can hear kids giggling and you hear them running through the house Gross. and it's just kind of common yeah. occurrence for them. And apparently they all just kind of said, yeah, they see her, but, you know, we don't really pay attention attention to her anymore because, you know, it's just business as usual. The ghost girl's here. However, the contractor told Keith not to leave any of his tools in the house when he goes home. Oh. Now, they didn't tell him why. They Mm -hmm. just said, don't leave any of your stuff here. If you do, there's these two rooms. We put everything in there and we lock them up. Uh-huh. So Keith is like, okay, sure. But he wants to find out why <laughs> they don't leave tools there. So he goes into the big main living room and there's a great big fireplace in there. And he finds a little hidey hole behind a couple of studs. Uh-huh. And he puts his tools behind there and he actually tapes it to one of the studs. So that it can't like fall over. Yeah. It can't accidentally be moved without someone taking the tape off. Like they're just 
They're stuck yeah. there. No one knows they're there. That's smart, Keith. So they go to leave. He tells the contractor, yeah, we got everything. We're fine. <laughs> well, Monday morning, they go back. Mm-hmm. He gets in there. And he walks in the door, and before he can even go to check on his tools, the contractor stops him and he says, hey, your tools aren't back there anymore. <sighs> and Keith is like, okay. He's like, we know you left some here. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So they open the door to the living room. And inside, everything that had been in that room is stacked in a pile on a table. <sighs> no. Including... Keith's tools at the top uh-huh. and on the very top of the pile is that wad of tape where he oh, had taped no! it. Yeah. Contractor's Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. And that smart aleck kid. <laughs> and so the table that everything had gotten stacked on mm-hmm. actually had all the blueprints and everything the contractor needed. No. Oh. <laughs> So he made Keith help him take everything down because it was his (laughs) fault for leaving tools there. So over the next two years, he would go Mm -hmm. back to work on the alarm system every so often and talk to the homeowners. And he would ask him about the girl every time he went. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, how's it going with that ghost kid? (laughs) How's the kids? Yeah. And so they said, oh, you know, we see the girl a lot. We hear her a lot. But she doesn't bother us. She's just, you know, here. Yeah. However... When the wife was pregnant with the second child, suddenly the little girl was popping up more often, Hmm. except now there was also a second figure in the home. The second person was darker and tall and just not a happy presence. Uh And they never could actually see them. It was just a figure. They kind of catch glimpses or hear them. Um, They would hear stomping going down the hall. They would hear him knocking stuff over, whereas the little girl used to be laughing and running and playing through the hallways. The closer it gets to her, the wife's due date, the more they can hear her crying. Sometimes they hear her running down the hall with the heavy footsteps chasing her. Oh, no. And it's just not a good atmosphere in the home anymore. The vibes are all. Yeah. It's not a happy kid. Now it's a terrified kid. Oh, it's awful. So after the wife has the baby, brings him home, Mm -hmm. she's in the nursery. She's taking care of the baby, rocking her. And she hears something in the hallway. And it sounds like a scuffle, like some people wrestling and fighting. Mm -hmm. So she goes out into the hallway and she sees the little girl wrestling with this six foot figure. Oh, Like in the sun. So there's a window and the sun's kind of shining in and... They can't see details. It's more just the figures. Yeah. You can see the outline of the little girl, the outline of the big, tall, yeah. creepy guy. And they're fighting. They're wrestling. And she immediately yells for them to stop. She's like, guys, look. Hey, we have kids here. You're scaring my babies. Yeah. You can't be doing this stuff. I need you to get out of here. Okay, first of all, could you imagine... Walking in and watching two ghosts fight. <laughs> just Ra- fighting. Yeah, just wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make it. Yeah, just, I just was sitting there going, what would I do? But I mean, yeah, I guess telling them, hey, cut it out. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do? Yeah. But yeah, that's basically what she does. She's like, hey, cut it out. You know, you're scaring my kids. You can't be yeah. doing this. I need you to stop and leave. 
So the little girl starts walking towards her, but stops, turns around, takes the hand of the bigger figure, and that window that was behind him starts getting Uh brighter and brighter and brighter until she can't really see Uh into it anymore. And the little girl and the tall figure turn around and they walk into that light. And that was the last time they ever heard or saw anything in that house. She helped the little girl move on? I mean, I guess. That or like... That's crazy. Who was this big, tall, creepy guy? And why did she go Maybe she with w- him? Okay. The first thing I thought was, oh, no, this child was abused in her real life. And now she's fighting with the abuser mm-hmm. in her afterlife. But what if she's fighting the figure because she doesn't want to leave? Oh. Huh. That's a different take know. on it. That's a That's pretty weird. good. I don't know. Because why would why would you hold your abuser's hand anyway? Maybe she was just fighting them. Yeah. I mean, you know how That's kids wild. are when they don't want to leave? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I> know. <laughs> right? That's a scary story. I know. That one was really creepy. <laughs> and thanks a lot to Keith for yes, God, <laughs> awesome. sending those in. Okay. So this next one is actually from my husband, which he has wrote out in email form as a true listener tale. How considerate. (laughs) Supportive, even. Very supportive, but Ronnie, next time, for the love of God, put spaces in your paragraphs. (laughs) So, formatting, man. Formatting. At least he put punctuation. (laughs) So, I'm going to read this like it's written. And if I flub up, it's his fault. Love you. (sighs) I decided to write about what I hope to God is only sleep paralysis, as sleep paralysis isn't scary as hell in and of itself. I've had several very strange occurrences throughout my life, and each one has happened around the time that I would go to sleep. The first incident I can remember happened one summer when my cousin was up to visit, as he did every summer, when we were in our teens. What we would do on most nights is sleep downstairs where the largest television in the house was located inside the living room. The TV in my room at the time was much smaller than the window of my current microwave, and video games just didn't look the same on it. I remember those days. (laughs) We would alternate on who slept on the couch and who slept on the floor. Well, on this particular night, my cousin slept on the floor with his head positioned at the base of an armchair. I woke up at some point in the early morning hours and saw that my cousin and I had a um, visitor sitting in the armchair. Cousin was past the bleep out. (laughs) Way to go, Ronnie. Yeah. So he didn't know what the hell was going on. I, on the other hand, had to endure seeing a long, dark creature seated in the armchair. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This thing had long appendages and was obviously not human. I could not make out any of its facial features other than very black oval shaped eyes. This thing was twirling its wrist. He says question mark because I guess where's his wrist? In a rapid motion. I'm picturing tentacles. Yeah. Though, like. Well, I picture Slenderman for some reason. Oh, yeah. That's a good <laughs> one, too. About the time I went to get off the couch, the thing vanishes. The thing looked like a combo of a tree man. Yeah, that's the only way I can describe it. And the alien from Sans. I did manage to go back to sleep, but I didn't wake my cousin because I really didn't know what to say and didn't want to sound crazy. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I mean. I <laughs> the next incident I remember was a few years later. So here's how my room was set up. My bed faced my microscopic television. <laughs> <laughs> he's really bitter about that small I tv think so. i think he's got some issues 
There was a mini fridge adjacent to the oversized piece of furniture that housed said microscopic television. And I remember that piece of furniture. It is huge. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, he may, he may have a small TV, but dude's got a mini fridge in his room. He's <laughs> living it up for yeah, a teenager. For, yeah, no kidding. The only light source I had at the time was an overhead light, which was deactivated while I slept. What? Deactivated. Wrong. Deact- <laughs> <laughs> light deactivated. <laughs> There was very little space between the fridge and the furniture. Anyway, I was asleep, I thought, when I, quote, woke and saw what appeared to be a Native American crouched between a now human-sized space between the fridge and the furniture. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) This next sentence. The little asshole had the most sadistic look on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and he was fucking glowing. (laughs) Like I could see everything in my room without squinting. I normally keep my room in a pitch blackness to where only I can see the outline of objects in my room. Yes, he does. Much to my chagrin because I used to sleep with the TV on. Probably Uh, because of these stupid, scary stories. (laughs) (laughs) To describe this guy's face, picture Batman's Joker in full grin, but mixed with a little bit of Glasgow smile. He was in full and not trying to offend any Native Americans. Native American gear. (laughs) How is that offensive, Ronnie? How dare him? (laughs) You don't talk about our stuff. (laughs) Triggered. (laughs) He had red markings under his eyes. Oh, okay. Ronnie's racist, guys. (laughs) (laughs) He had red markings under his eyes, feathers in his hair and boots. To say I was terrified was an extreme understatement. Okay, hang on. I just pictured Indian in the cupboard. Do you remember that movie? I remember it, but I don't remember reading it. (laughs) Better book, but I just picture the small Indian toy now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I was scared to the point that I scooted back against my wall. Fair enough. Me too. When I looked back up, I could now see that my room was in its normal pitch black state. I could barely make out my furniture, my fridge, etc. I rushed to turn on my lot and saw that the formerly human-sized space between my fridge furniture was now back to its original size. Oh, so the space itself grew. I told my mom about this at the time and she dismissed it as nothing more than a dream. This one felt sinister. Not that the alien tree man in the chair seemed like Mr. Rogers, but this one felt different than the other one in a a very bad way. Nope. Now I picture the alien man taking his shoes off and putting (laughs) putting a cardigan on. It's a beautiful day in the galaxy. (laughs) It's a beautiful day in your living room. (laughs) The next incident I had was in my same bedroom. I, quote, woke to see a young child dressed as Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) I don't remember this story. (laughs) That's terrifying. (laughs) Oh, no. She then walked to my open door, which was not the case when I went to bed. The door was not open. That's what he means. And vanished. I actually followed this chick to the doorway, but then as she vanished, saw that my door was now closed. To clarify, saw girl. Door was open. She walked away. I got up. Girl gone. Door now closed. Thanks, caveman. Ronnie. <laughs> Why well, use many words when few words do? <laughs> also, this one was extremely bright, just like my Native American visitor. Again, I just went back to sleep thinking it was a dream, maybe? Hopefully. So I'd randomly wake up time and time again, seeing things from spiders. Yes, he's done that when we were married. And that scared the crap out of me. Because I'm half asleep. 
he jumps up and goes, spotters, spotters, spotters. <laughs> and I'm trying to jump out of the bed. <laughs> he goes, never mind. <laughs> and then it's done. To wasps, dear God, he's deathly afraid of bees and wasps. To snakes, kind of okay with that, etc. But they were not actually there. These never seemed as sinister as the Native American one, but still kind of creepy. Once I moved into my house with my wife, <laughs> that's me, I started having these experiences again. Oh, because he's blaming me. Great. Ha. Marriage. I've seen the so-called hat man. And if anybody's not familiar with sleep paralysis, the hat man is one of the many things you can sl- see during sleep paralysis. There's a hat man, the haggard witch woman, uh, I think a kid, you know. We'll talk about that in another episode. Typical creepy things. Right. Uh, The worst experience I had lasted for what felt like multiple minutes in contrast to the much shorter experiences I had at my mom's house when I was significantly younger. I'm now 33. In this experience, I woke to see a very tall, dark figure standing in the doorway of the master bedroom attached to our bedroom. Note, my wife works nights and was not home at this time. Anyway, this figure tilted its round head and charged towards my wife's side of the bed, ducking out of view. I could make out a hairline in the figure, and it appeared it was male. At this time, I was convinced that I had a home invader. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I would too. Yeah. I was fully conscious. I was scared enough to grab my duty weapon, which is a forty caliber Glock. <laughs> duty. <laughs> <laughs> and search for this motherfucker. There was nothing any long oh there was nothing any longer on that side of the bed. I was truly terrified, but I eventually calmed my heart rate and dismissed it as a dream or sleep paralysis. Uh, I would have been up for the rest of the night, right? <laughs> like sleep paralysis or not? Yeah. I've not researched sleep paralysis enough to know if one has the ability to move, but I was able to actively engage with whatever these experiences are. I do know that he has done that. I will say that I began taking anxiety medications and these experiences have been drastically reduced. I'm sure there's nothing paranormal, but they're still terrifying and interesting regardless. I don't know that job stress is or is not the cause of whatever these experiences are. However, I have recurring nightmares of having to shoot an assailant and either the bullets hit and are ineffective or the weapon malfunctions and is useless. I wake up before I could see the end result, thank God. Anyway, I hope you find this read interesting. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, it's super creepy sleeping next to him sometimes. Oh, my husband also gets sleep paralysis. Although sometimes his are more funny than terrifying he i does see that he does have some pretty terrifying ones but one time he did tell me he was going to save me from the baby <laughs> which is before we had kids another time he was fighting evil evil snowmen oh that's good i like that one so our next story was from listener Haley. yay she emailed in to us and she says that she used to live in a pre-civil war house I love that, by the way. I know. I've seen the house. It's really cool looking. I haven't been in it, but I've seen it, driven driven by it, I guess. Now, the last owner who lived in the house before them uh, lived there her entire life. She got married there. She had children there. Everything. And her name was Naomi. Now, when Haley and her family moved in, some strange things started happening. As Uh, they do. Yeah, right. 
they would hear Naomi walking up and down the stairs in the middle of the night. <laughs> they would hear noises upstairs. Um, just a lot of really weird things. And mm-hmm. she said she had two really memorable stories from that house. The first was this flower arrangement that her mother had made. And all of the roses were red except for one pink rose. Mm-hmm. So while they were eating, that one pink rose flew out of the arrangement and halfway across oh the my room. God. Somebody like pink. Right, just on its own. Like, this doesn't <laughs> go here. She said they also had these burgundy candles that looked like flames and she oh. hated them. <laughs> Several times these candles would fly across the room. Or she would Haley would wake up and they would be neatly placed by her pillow and on the floor. So wait, did Haley hate the candles or Naomi? Naomi hated the candles. Okay, because that makes sense. Um, ha, these candles, I hate them. Yeah. Let's get rid of them. You're ruining my house. First you put a pink rose in my <laughs> arrangement. Now you've got these ugly candles. You have problems with uh, things that are off red. But she said those candles were moved hundreds of times. Ugh. And they eventually had to, like, just take them out. They had I to get rid of them. I left them out of spot. <laughs> <laughs> now forget you, Naomi. This is my house now. Also, uh, Haley had a sister who lost a ring that she loved. And she said this ring was gone for months. They searched mm-hmm. high and low, tore the house apart. They couldn't find it. Well, one day, her sister comes home. And in a little baggie, sitting on her desk, is her ring. A baggie? She- <laughs> Naomi went through the trouble of putting it in a bag. At least she was taking care of it, I guess. Right. Like, here's your stuff. Try to be more careful. <laughs> yeah. But you watch where you put your things. Oh, that was a good one, Haley. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Right. Everybody sent in some great stories. I know. And I guess no episode's complete without our own, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of kind of creepy stories. I have a couple and kind of a big one. So who's going first? <laughs> um, oh, I guess I can go first. Yeah. They're tiny ones. And then I'll leave the big one for last. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I kind of have three little ones. Okay. Anyway. So the first one is when I was super tiny. Uh, I was about three or four. I was young. I was young enough to stay up late with my mom. That I remember. Mm-hmm. And we used to stay up and watch old movies, black and black and white stuff. I love Lucy, you know. And I remember it was like, okay, it's time for bed. And it felt like it was super late, but I was, you know, three or four. So it's probably like nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember it was just me and her in the house. And she turned the TV off and we were walking back because I think I was sleeping with her that night because we were by ourselves. And... I remember hearing a noise down the hallway and we both turned around and turns out the TV turned back on, on its own. And I don't know why my mom left me in that dark hallway by myself. She (laughs) she went back to turn it off and then we went to bed. I mean, that was literally it. That is weird though. I mean, TVs can do that. I've heard of TVs doing that, but that's always creeped me a little bit. Uh, The second one. After I had my first, my oldest child, she was about, it was before her half birthday. So it was like, she was under six months old. Okay. But there would be several times we would play like in the floor 
and you know they say cats and kids see things we don't they would a lot of times both turn their head at the same time behind me and look at something up at the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what they saw and i also didn't ask i went oh yeah hey look at me and that was that yeah see i was always i'm terrified of bugs so if my cat spotted something it was most likely a bug yeah so i was always so I was always of the mindset of, man, I really hope that's a ghost you're staring at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bug's scarier. Yeah. I'd rather have a ghost than a bug. Yeah. Well, nothing ever happens. So it was probably honestly a bug. But it's still mm. creepy nonetheless. And this one is terrifying. But I was still just a kid. So this is hearsay from my parents. We had moved into a new house. And as they were, I guess, unpacking in their room, they found an old Ouija board. You know, Ouija board stories. We got to play with a Ouija board sometime. I've got one. We're going to do that. Facebook live it even. Yeah. Watch nothing happen. Yeah. (laughs) But they said that, of course, they don't want a Ouija board in their house. Well, yeah. Who would? Um, But they said that they went to throw it away. It was just a board game to them anyway, but they still don't want it in the house. So they threw it away. And I assume it was the next day. I don't really remember the story completely but like it ended up back in their bedroom and if i remember correctly they had to burn it to get rid of it yeah again i was a kid so i don't maybe i'm remembering it wrong but that was enough to freak me out right but how do people oh yeah there was this one time we had a ouija board we had to burn it It was whatever Mm, nbd (laughs) (laughs) no big deal so really my only one creepy story is I was a kid and I was probably, I don't know, nine or 10, eight or nine, something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, My grandfather had passed away in my grandparents' house about Mm -hmm. a year before. And my grandmother had been seeing kind of weird things around the house since then. And like she said she sat on the couch. And you know how old houses had those chains on the doors that you could like clip them outside to make the door stay open. Yeah. So she had one of those chains hanging on her door and sitting there and there was no air on or anything. Plus it's a chain. It's not like a string that can (laughs) blow around, but she was sitting there watching it and it started swinging a little bit, just a little. Mm -hmm. And then it started getting faster and faster until it was swinging like back and forth and back and forth as fast as it could go. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the wind. And then it finally just stopped. Oh, she also swore that she saw my grandfather walk past the front door one day. Oh, no. And then when I, my sister and I were spending the night mm-hmm. and our bedroom was kind of at the very end of the hallway and the bed was positioned so that laying in bed, I could look out the door and see straight down the hallway into the kitchen. Uh-huh. Well, I had a little cousin at the time who lived in the house kind of next door and he was always in and out of my grandmother's house a lot. And we had all gone to bed and my granny's room was kind of up the hallway a little bit. And I was laying in bed looking down at the kitchen and the kitchen light turns on. Like I watched it turn on. Yeah. And nothing happens. I keep waiting and waiting and there's nobody in there. And so finally I yelled out, I was like, Granny, are you up? Like, what's, why's the light on? 
And she's like, oh, Dustin, quit playing with the lights. Just go Uh home. (laughs) And she's still in her room. And it's just me and my sister in our room. And the light turns back out. (laughs) And there's no more sounds. And I was like, Granny, Dustin's not here. It's just (laughs) us. And she's like, oh, just go back to sleep. (laughs) And that freaked me out so bad because I watched it turn on. Yeah. I watched it turn off and I knew there was no one else in the house but us. Nope, 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 nope. But that's my only creepy story. That's the only weird thing. That's creepy (laughs) enough. Yeah. Way creepier than mine. (laughs) Okay, so my big one. And I'm going to try really hard not to triangulate us. (laughs) (laughs) The house I grew up in was actually uh, has a true crime story. Which we considered doing a whole story over, but... There's too many details to really... I don't want to give out that much detail. Right. So, um, it was actually right before we moved in, a man and a woman lived there. And I think they had other people living with them. I'm not sure. Those aren't... That's not important. But she had been babysitting a little girl who was... Almost two years old. Like, she was right there about turning two. Okay. Um, now, since this is a more candid episode, let me pull up <laughs> the details and try to do this without giving away a lot of information. Um, of course, she was found dead at the home. Uh, the woman was babysitting her. They said that she had died from severe aspiration pneumonia that developed because of uh, bleeding in the brain. Was she not getting any medical attention for this? Well, this is where things get weird. Uh, uh, Now, that's also caused by blows to the head. The brain swelling. Oh, gotcha. Now, of course... They questioned her, and her story just changed and changed and changed and changed. It went from she was eating a jalapeno. What? Yeah, and she started choking, so she gave her milk, and that's how she died. Or she had some juice, and she choked on it. Uh, There was one where she said that she had drowned in the bathtub, and she tried to save her. Uh, Then she said a jar fell on her head. I'm assuming multiple questions came up, and she's like, oh, I have to cover for that next yeah that's what it sounds like apparently uh, the grandmother came to pick up the little girl that day and the woman told her that uh, the little girl was sick from eating some lunch she had thrown up on herself and she was cleaning her up in the tub Uh, and she 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 said well we'll bring you go ahead and go home and we'll bring her home which of course never happened i assume she's Trying to come up with an alibi, a story. Trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. So I'm assuming the little girl was probably already dead. Mm-hmm. And that was in the afternoon. So when the paramedics get there, they said that she was wet. Like her body was wet. Moist was the word I believe mm-hmm. I read. Uh, her pupils were dilated. Uh, her skin was a brownish blue color. So did the babysitters call 911? I think eventually. eventually. Gotcha. But it was like a while in between all of this. Oh. Um, the girl had multiple bruises all over her body. The One of the first responders said that 
It was the worst he had ever seen. Even including kids that had been hurt in like car accidents. Holy cow. Yeah. It was, it seemed brutal. Uh, she actually, she had her mouth suctioned out and there was some uh, reddish brown fluid. I'm assuming blood. Mm-hmm. You know. Of course, <laughs> that's when they ask her, you know, what it, what happened? And that's when she said that she dropped a jar on her head. But that's not going to cover all right. the bruises. And yeah. Just a jar falling on a kid's head isn't going to cause that. I wonder if they had had any issues with this babysitter before, like the kid coming home with bruises or anything. That I'm not sure. I just, I'm just kind of, from what I can remember, because this was probably almost 20 years ago when Mm. it happened. But either way, I mean, it was, it was brutal. And I remember it was actually a few houses down from where we lived originally. And the house was just taped off. I remember the police being there. And then your parents were like, let's buy that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, mom. Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, the house was trashed. It was gross. I mean, they had to go in and remodel it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, we never had any hauntings. I was terrified for a while. Well, yeah. I kept waiting I would for be something too. to happen. Because there's no, you know, that little girl was probably beaten. For her to have the bruises and stuff, there's. Oh, God. I can't. Kids, crime stories, just, I can't they handle hurt, them. Yeah. yeah. I probably won't do very many of the kids' crimes because they just, they're really hard for me to do. Yeah. Well, it's always scared me. I'm, I'm afraid you're going to come up with a, the Chris Watts one or something. And I can't handle it. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> nope. That one's rough. But we never had anything weird happen in the house, luckily enough. So, but it was pretty, pretty close to a true crime one. Yeah. That one's pretty crazy yeah, and it's, sad. Yeah, it's really sad. The woman ended up in jail for life. Her husband who lived with her, he didn't get charged with murder, but he got charged with, I think, falsely reporting. Like, he, he was in on the He's He was lying and yeah. everything. Yeah. So, so he was in jail too. I don't think he's gotten out yet, but I know she won't. But that's my big one. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed these creepy stories. Mm, sorry to end it with a downer, guys. Yeah. You're welcome for that. Way to go, Ashley. <laughs> but if you have any more, just because it's not Halloween anymore, go oh, well, ahead and send them in anyway. Yeah, if this ends up being a big thing. Yeah, if you guys like it, we'll do these more often. Yeah, we can do more of these. These are fun. If you hate it, we're sorry. We're, no, we're never going to do might, it again. No, we might do it anyway. <laughs> your problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of if you hate or like us, oh yeah! if you are enjoying the show, please go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or a rating, anything that will help us out, get us some more listeners. Those ratings help us. Uh, it gets the word out. It helps our ratings go up if you like us. If you don't like us, why are you listening to us for? You're yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> And also share our Facebook page. Tell people about us. Yeah. Instagram too. Yeah. We're on Instagram. And thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Like us on Facebook at True Crimes and Weird Times Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at True Crimes Weird Times. Email us your stories at truecrimesweirdtimes at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Bye.